Melanie Studer reporting with ProJourno here at the World Resource Forum 2015 in Davos. I'm here with Dr. Alice Kaudia, Environment Secretary of Kenya, and Diane Dillon Ridgely, environmentalist and human rights activist. We're here to discuss about women and sustainability. You're both involved in the discussion around the circular economy. How would this discussion change if more women were involved and in leadership positions? We would have made lots of progress, let me say, if women were really in the leadership position. By nature, women are very innovative. And uh, from a point of view of uh, developing countries like Kenya or Africa as a continent, where regeneration and uh, sustainability of the natural capital is, is very, very critical, women across all levels, uh, right from the bottom of the pyramid to the high level, uh, are very strongly engaged and strong determinants on the quality of the natural capital. I think, Diane, maybe you are... Well, this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I may be from the United States, but I've certainly over the last 35 years worked on women and gender issues all around the world in over 40 countries. And the one thing that I can say is that, and I completely agree with Dr. Gouda, no one is more creative than a market woman who, who creates a market, who mm -hmm. creates products, who totally understands the circular economy because you waste nothing. You can't afford to waste anything. This is, this is not just our backyard. This is where women have for thousands of years existed and worked. More so in the natural resource sector. You know, managing the environment, uh, women of Africa are very conversant with which plants are useful for medicine, which for food, which plants should be in the river areas to ensure that rivers are flowing with clean water. I mean, it's just natural. That's why we call Mother Nature, Mother Nature, because women deliver, and they know how and understand how to take care of nature, how to take care of resources, and how to take care of people. That's why socialization of children is anchored on mothers. So women really are the anchor points for circular economy, for sustainability, for natural resource management. And I must say that all the sustainable development goals will depend on women in leadership. Both of you try to support also female professionals. Um, Alice, you are a founding member of the Kenya Professional Association of Women in Agriculture and Environment. Yeah. And Diane, you are the executive director of Women's Network for a Sustainable Future. What have been your best experiences with these professional networks? So the value of that, having such associations really, is to enable women to work together and share information on employment opportunities. I have ascended up the ladder because my fellow women are able to call on me and tell me, hey, there is employment opportunity here, or there's a research opportunity here, or there's a consultancy opportunity here. Oh yeah, and yeah. for me the same. Uh, in so many companies, it has been women who had the positions of the environmental health and safety director or the corporate social responsibility director, but many times those women found themselves, if not totally in isolation, relatively isolated from their peers who were doing the same kinds of positions. And so this grew out of necessity because <laughs> it is at the corporate level women really having an opportunity to reinforce each other and to support each other, uh, particularly in the academic worlds, because oftentimes women will be in the applied part of 
the uh, the discipline as opposed to in the theoretical part and the the fellowships and the opportunities uh, to come to um, some of the specialized schools uh, flow to the people who have those positions so it has taken a network of women and women in engineering and sciences to support each other to make sure that we find those opportunities and promote each other. I was a math major myself. That's mm -hmm. how I won my scholarship, to get through university. Diane, you work in the business sector, and Alice, you work in government. What can businesses and government do to support female professionals? One of my mentors was a former congresswoman in the United States, Bella Absug, and she used to say, we want it all, but we'll take half. And the reality is, we've not had half. Uh, or the opportunity to be at the table and the microphone. I know I just came from a session, a plenary session, and two years ago when we were here, I was the only woman on the plenary session, and I, I acknowledged and gave them credit. There were three of us. We still were not quite at 50-50, but until we do everything in the same proportions and numbers for women, we will certainly not achieve sustainability. I, I want to say something because I know sometimes when we talk so much about how important it is to support women and other things, men will say, well, why are you against men? Mm -hmm. And it is not that. It's, of course, not against men. I've given birth to both, a male and a female. <laughs> and I love them both, and I love men. In fact, sometimes I wonder if I've loved too many men. Yes. But that said, <laughs> be, until the institutions are equal and until women have equal access in terms of the roles, it is important for us mm -hmm. to have opportunities and institutions and, and we create our own uh, affiliations so that we can support. Yes. We need to knit a very tight social fabric that is strong enough to support women so that we get to a society that women and men are truly equal, recognized equally for their talents and their gifts, and that will help us get to a day of being a sustainable world much faster. From a government point of view, you asked me, because I work in the government, what should the governments do? I'll give you the example of Kenya. We have put it in our constitution that when it comes to appointments, when it comes to opportunities, and especially appointments in government, no two-thirds of either gender should be a majority. So that is a 30% affirmative rule and action. And the interesting thing is, if an entity fails, even His Excellency the Presidency, if the appointments are not balanced, then any Kenyan of whatever social standing is able to go to court and challenge such appointments. That has really empowered women and the public and therefore we are looking out to say how many positions are there and how many women have been appointed, you know. The other bit is with regards to business. Uh, in Kenya, we are, the government requires that 30% of all businesses are uh, assigned or earmarked for women, the youth, and people with phys uh, physical disabilities. And that uh, policy as well has really uh, triggered uh, entrepreneurial uh, interest of women. And we are focusing more so on the environment sector, natural resource management. So eco-entrepreneurship, eco-business, green businesses are really the concepts that have now come up. For me, that will be very, very important in enabling a circular economy. A more personal question, what personal life experience made you interested in women and gender issues? It's the way I grew up. 
I was very fortunate to have an investment from a number of adults who, perhaps because I was the only child in the family for this generation, did not make any distinction. Um, I, granted, my name was Diane Granville James Dillon. They did think I was going to be David Granville James Dillon. <laughs> but they were like, well, okay, not a boy, all right. And so the same resources and the same love and the same uh, academic investment went into my rearing as if I had been the boy child that they thought I might have been. What you have said is almost what I was going to say. I think similarly for me, my mother and the grandmothers who have been with us instilled in me that responsibility that as a woman have responsibility to other women. She demonstrated to me that a woman can make it. Brought up in rural Kenya, uh, I was privileged to be a last born. And all my elders, I could see how our mom treated them. They were with a boy or a girl. Everybody was pushed, actually. My, my mom was a pusher for education. And she always told me, you must ensure you are financially stable as a woman and stand on your two feet <laughs> and be able to achieve what you can achieve to your limits. And then as I've gone, gotten into professional practice, I could see that with respect to natural resource uses, to, 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 you know, to domestic cause and so on, women in the rural Kenya particularly suffer. So then I got very keen on uh, women's issues from a natural resource management point of view. And I continue on that line of research, looking at uh, access to firewood, access to water resources, food resources, how women do it, because I believe when we make their tasks less difficult, then their productivity goes up, and that is not just for the benefit at the individual level, but at the family and society level. It is all mm -hmm. about the feminine. That's true. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure talking with you.